very quickly, please. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, once again. Thank you to everyone who was in the um, Circle of Faith class this morning. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful turnout that we saw. And uh, we had started with 30 registrants at capacity, and then we blew past that, and people said, I didn't get a chance to register. We increased it to 50, I think it was. And then we passed 50, and then we increased it to 60, and then we filled it up to 60. And so there are still more want to get in that class. Uh, I encourage you, 8.50 on Sunday mornings for the next five, five more weeks remaining, uh, be in that class. If you didn't get a chance, all the books are sold. If you didn't get a chance to get one of the books, you can still uh, order the ebook online on the same page where you register, you can order the ebook online, cost $5, and uh, get yourself a copy of that book so that you can follow along with the class and uh, thank God for my partner in the faith, for her labor of love in the Word of God and her love for you all because you know that she could be asleep another hour or so. And, um, but she does that because she loves you. We thank God for her for that. So with that in mind, uh, I'm going to be very mindful of the time. So I'm not going to preach two and three hours a day. I want to go at a steady clip. Because I know some of y'all, you've been here since 8.50 and you're not used to that. <laughs> so if you're a visitor, if you're a guest and you came for a long sermon, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're not going to get that today. For the rest of y'all, I know you're happy. All right, 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15. Let's get to work. You got it? Okay, let's read those two verses together. Ready to read. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Today we're going to talk about, uh, begin talking about, since I don't have much time, uh, persistent faith. Persistent faith. Everybody say persistent faith. Persistent. Now, we just spent the last three uh, teachings talking about um, to be continued. And so we're continuing in that vein. I just want to focus in on persistent faith. All right? So we've been talking about, uh, get, get on the screen, Romans 14, 17. God has given us a wonderful life to enjoy. Am I right about it? Yes. It's a life that we call the kingdom life. You know, you can have life or you can have life more abundantly. Yes, Am I right about it? Yes. You can have a car or you can have a Maybach. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Any car gets you there. Right? But a Maybach a Bentley, a Rolls Royce, it's just a different ride when you go there. You can fly from here to San Francisco or here to Hawaii. You can fly coach and, or economy. You can fly first class. It's a little different, a lot different experience. Remember the first time I flew first class, I was like, oh. Because I'm used to getting a little bag of nuts. Little bag of pretzels. But I sat in first class and they, they brought a basket. Sir, what would you like? What would I like? 
they had all kind of fresh fruit. Then they had snacks, but the snacks were different. They were like large snacks. Like, what is this? And then they, after I had that one, they come back, sir, would you like some more? I'm like, this is different right here. Amen. So you can, you can have life or you can have life more abundantly. So the Bible says in Romans 14, 17, it says, for the kingdom of God is not going to church. Going to church is great. You should go to church. But the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not about laws or rules or regulations. It's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, King James, Holy Ghost. All right? Righteousness, right standing with God, being on par with God, means you can approach God anytime, at any time, any, for anything you want. You and God have perfect fellowship and harmony together. Then peace, which is irene in the Greek, the Greek word irene. I don't have time to go into that, but it's the perfect life, perfection of life. Then it says that, and join the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. It's everything, always having a, a happiness on the inside. Joy is that force that gives you strength to go through your day every day. In the middle of a storm, in the middle of rain, in the middle of, of opposition, whatever it is, joy is there. And so this is the perfect life. This, this is first class life. This is first class life. This is the difference in riding in a, in a I won't call out a, a car name. Yeah, I will, because nobody has this. Different than riding a Yugo. Nobody has a Yugo, right? All right, good. We'll cover. Difference in riding a Yugo and riding in a Yukon, you know, or, or, or a Maybach. It's, you know what I'm saying? So this is the life God has for us to enjoy. All right? But Acts 14, 21, 22. Let's look at that real quick. Acts 14, 21, 22. This is just a review real quick. Because this is going to lead us, segue us into a little different area here. Acts 14, 21. Now, we just read the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Everybody say it's the perfect life. It's the, perfect life. It's the first class life. Tell your neighbor, you ought to be living first class. Across the board. Now, it's available to any and everybody. It's available to any and everybody. It's what, it's what Jesus Christ died for you to have. You don't have to twist God's arm to get it. You don't have to try to fool God, connive God, cheat God, manipulate God to get it. It's what Jesus Christ came for you and I to have. Right? So, um, but there's something you got to deal with here. It says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, Antioch, verse 22, please, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to do what? Say it again. Say it like an army. Why? He says, because you or we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is there, it's available. Well, somebody may say, I'm born again, I'm already in the kingdom of God. Yes. And Jesus said in Luke uh, 17, 21, the kingdom of God is in you. But it, it, you, you, can, you may not be experiencing the fullness of that kingdom. You got it? Um, everybody in this room has muscles. Just some people look differently than others. Some have not been developed. Some have not... Uh, been nurtured and cared for. They're there. They're just hidden under a lot of uh, flab or and some people may not be under flab, just nothing, just, just never did anything with them. 
skin and bones. But you have the muscles. So you and I have the kingdom. But how much is the kingdom living or being manifested through our lives? So he says we must through many tribulations or much pressure. I think I gave you that word, uh, uh, tribulations, the, the Greek word thlipsis, which is about pressure and oppression and affliction. He says you must through all of that, thing, all those things, enter the kingdom of God. Y'all got it? All right. So the kingdom is available to every person, but you and I must go through things to enter it or enjoy the fullness of it. And here's the truth. Most Christians will never enter the kingdom of God. Because most Christians do not have the sort of resiliency or fortitude to, to press through tribulations. Most Christians, the moment tribulations set in, they're like that stony ground. Remember the stony ground in Matthew 13, the stony ground in Mark chapter 4? That the moment tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble or they are offended. So they pull away from God, pull away from the word rather than press through. So they never get into that kingdom life that we're talking about here. God wants us to have it. It's ours to enjoy. He's already given it to us. He's already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You got it? He's already made us partakers of all, all the kind of precious, exceeding great and precious promises he's always already given to us. We have them. They are, they are ours. But we need to, as the word says, lay hold on eternal life. And you know how you lay hold on eternal life? The Bible says you fight. Come on, fight what? The good fight of faith that you may lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on it. People think, well, I got eternal life when I, saved, when I got saved. Yes, you received it. It became yours. It's in your account. But you can't lay hold of it without fighting the fight of faith. Got it? You didn't fight a good fight of faith to get saved. You just believe you received. You just, I believe Jesus. Right? So we're talking about getting this life here. Okay. So there's a guy named uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. We know Paul was a, was a beast back in the world. And when he got in the kingdom of God, he was still a beast. Just a beast in a different direction. You understand? I believe that's why one of the reasons God chose Paul because Paul was such an such a, um, a intense guy. Yeah, he went hard. You know anybody who they go hard on everything? You give them an assignment, they go hard on it. They start a project, they just go hard on it. You, you don't want to play them in basketball because they're going to foul you. Okay, dude, it's 21. Ain't no, ain't no scouts out here. Right? Ain't no trophy, ain't no ring. This is 21, bro. This is volleyball. Yeah! Not like we were at the bowling alley the other night and Raymond, one of the guys in the, uh, uh, what was it, Life Changes group, he showed up at the bowling alley, man. This dude had on armbands, sweatbands on his head, socks all the way up to his knees, and some shorts. I'm like, dude. God, this is a friendly game. Ain't no ESPN cameras anywhere. But they go hard. 
And God loved that about Paul, that Paul just went hard. Tell your neighbor, you need to go hard. If you're going to enter the kingdom, y'all missed it. I said, if you're going to enter the kingdom, you're going to have to go hard. There's no room in, for, for uh, don't, get mad, don't get mad when I say this, there ain't no room for sissies. And I'm not talking about homosexuals. I'm talking about people who the moment they run into the slightest little uh, uh, obstacles, the slightest little opposition, they back off. The kingdom suffers and the violent take it by force. You got to force your way into it. So Saul, we later became uh, known as Paul, he was that kind of guy. He's the one who wrote what we just uh, or said this here. He's the one that told him we must do many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. He knew about it. He knew very well about it. So he's the one who, who wrote to, uh, to Timothy. So go back to 2 Timothy, which is our main scripture today. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Glory to God. He's the one who wrote this, so he knows all about tribulation. So he's writing to his spiritual son, like if I was going to write you a letter, Chris. My spiritual son. I said, my dear son, Christopher. You have known well. You have seen. You've watched my life. You follow me? So this is what Paul is writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. Praise God. I'll say that. It just confuses me why people talking about angels this thing as spiritual sons and spiritual dads. And yet, how many times Paul said, to my son, Timothy? That one is natural boy. This spiritual son. Glory to God. I don't need no spiritual dad. Okay, bastard. That's what the Bible says. You're a bastard. That's not my word. That's the Bible word. You read the book of Hebrews. King James, you got to read in King James. It says you're a bastard. So don't get mad at me. I'm not, don't, please don't write me no letters. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, you don't want to have that. It's a bastard. It's a spirit. That you can't be fathered, can't be mothered in the faith. You have to be fathered and mothered. If you never correct it, you'll never reach your full potential. Somebody will write that down. If you never correct it, you'll never reach your full potential. That's the whole point of a coach or a trainer to correct you, to bring your full potential out of you. Okay? Okay, I don't have time to go all into that because all kind of stuff I'm about to, I want to say to you, but Ephesians 4.11, I just throw it, don't turn over there, but Ephesians 4.11, that he's given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That word perfecting or equipping is the Greek word katartizo means to, to finish or to, to make uh, perfect what is not perfect. It's to finish you off. You're starting, but you need somebody to help you finish that. And that's why, you know, correction comes, amen? All right, so, Christopher, my son, all right, go back. Media helping me out. Go back to 2 Timothy, please. Three. This media team is on point. So he says to him, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. Now, I want to focus, there's a few things you listen to here, but I want to focus on just three of them. Manner of life, perp, uh, sorry, faith, and perseverance. I'm not discrediting purpose. You need to have follow a person with purpose. Long-suffering and love, those are all important. I'm not 
diminishing those. It's just I don't have time to focus on all that. My focus is on manner of life, faith, perseverance. Manner of life. He said, you have carefully followed my manner of life. You have watched how I live. Now, in, in simple understanding your mind, you'll say, yeah, Paul, Paul said, yeah, Timothy, you watch, you know, how I walk right, I live right, I don't, you know, I treat my neighbor right, you know, I, I forgive, I love, but yeah, that's good. He, Timothy probably saw that. But he said, you watch my manner of life. You watch how I live. In the day's term, I say, you watch how I drive. I say, you watch how I dress. See, I'm messing with y'all like y'all can't see that. He said manner of life. Manner, manner is how. How I live. So Paul said, Timothy, you watched how I live. Paul said, Timothy, you watched how I came up. <laughs> You've watched my life develop. This isn't just how Paul treated people. This is how, how God treated Paul. I better come back on this side. This isn't just how Paul acted. And how Paul demonstrated the things of God is how God demonstrated his things through Paul. Amen. Oh, boy. You, you watch how I came up. I, I just talked to you. Nobody else, there, nobody else listening today. You watch. He said, you watch my manner of life. You, he, Paul would say... You've been to my house. Right, you watched it. My God. Please, please let your minds expand beyond just, just sin, because hopefully we already over sin. Okay, three of y'all. Yes, y'all not over sin. Y'all not over sin yet? Y'all still struggling with sin? Okay, please let's get over sin. So we're going way beyond sin. He's talking about you see how I live. And how I live is a result of my faith. The just live by faith. We walk by faith. Everything I'm going to get, I'm going to get by faith. We must continue in the faith. So everything that you see about my lifestyle came by faith. I didn't borrow for it. I didn't steal. Right. I didn't beg. I didn't cheat anybody. I didn't pull any kind of plots. And I, didn't kind of, I didn't pull any kind of scams or schemes on anybody. Everything that I have, you see my lifestyle, Timothy, it came by faith. And then the third word I said I wanted to bring out to you was the word perseverance. Perseverance meant that I had to endure some things. I had to stand some things. I had to go through some things. So I got this manner of life through faith in the midst of perseverance. My faith is what kept me in the middle of, of all the trouble. I persevered by faith in order to have this manner of life. Let me just put it in plain terms. My, by faith, I had to persist. I had to keep going when I, when I was fighting beasts at Ephesus. Paul said at one time, I had to fight beasts at Ephesus. He didn't mean you had to fight dogs and wolves and lions and bears and tigers and stuff like that. He's talking about men who were brutally coming against him, 
Paul was in prison. He was whipped. He was beaten. He was abandoned by other believers. But his faith was persistent. By faith, he persevered so that now he enjoys this manner of life. That's why he can say in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them who believe, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Y'all know Romans 1.16? Because he then goes on to say in verse 17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from from what? Faith. faith to faith. So his lifestyle, he moved from faith to faith. He moved from glory to glory. He moved from strength to strength. He moved from victory to victory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They saw his manner of life, how his yes. life developed. But here's the key. Your life cannot develop without perseverance. So we could take the word perseverance out and substitute it with the word persistence. Persistence. Y'all got it? Hallelujah. Well, I'll say hallelujah for myself. Give me the word perseverance on the screen, please, so you can see me. I'll quit any time y'all just tell me. Perseverance. It means persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So he said, you noted my man of life, my faith, there are other words in there, and my perseverance. You, you saw my persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay. Has anybody here experienced difficulty or delay? All the above. In achieving success. Well, he said, but you saw my perseverance. So although I was faced difficulty, and although my success was delayed, I did not stop. I did not quit. I had something called persistent faith that made me keep going in the midst of it. And because I kept going in the midst of it, eventually I came out of it. And, and when I came out of it, I received the end of my faith. Your faith has an end. Say it, my faith has an end. Say it again, my faith has an end. In other words, you, you're learning this in this class on Sunday mornings. Your faith has a target. Your faith is, is going somewhere. Your faith is working on something. You don't have faith just to have faith. You told somebody to say, hey, do you have faith? Yes. What you working on? Your faith has to have something it's working on. And the thing you're, that your faith has to work on is called your hope. Did you learn that in the class this morning? Your faith has to have a hope to latch on to. What are you hoping for? What are you expecting? What are you looking for God to do in your life? What do you need God to do in your life? Anybody need God to do something in their lives? Come on, don't fool me. Anybody need God? Put your hand up how I can see it. Because if not, I can just go home. Because if we ain't working on anything, we might as well quit. We can go home and eat. 
get us one of them Popeye's chicken sandwiches. No, so you have a hope and expectation, and so your faith now has something to work on, and that thing, that hope is your end. So the Bible says we should be receiving the end of our faith. Glory to God. Now, now, so get perseverance back on the screen for me, please. So perseverance is it's persisting or being persistent in spite of difficulty or delay. Difficulty, I can't tell you how much difficulty I've faced in my life. I can't tell you how much delay I've faced in my life. I mean, you know when you come out with a plan, Elder, and you know, I figure in three years I'm going to have this done. Oh, then five years we will have already done so and so. And it's just, wow, three years come and five years comes and uh, you still don't have there. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't God's will. Yes, it was God's will. You just... God doesn't go by your clock. You got to get on his clock. You got to do it by faith. Oh, man, let me keep going. I want to show you something here today. Beautiful. So I got to have perseverance. Everybody say perseverance. So it's persistence in, in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Romans 5.3 says this, but we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Huh? So I, there's things that I go through that if I walk through it with faith, it will produce perseverance. Now, God does not send the tribulation. Please hear me. God does not send the tribulation or the trial. They come from the enemy. Y'all got that? The devil is a source of everything negative, bad, evil. God is a source of everything good and positive. Every good and perfect gift comes down from, from our Father above. Got it? Okay, so the tribulation comes, the Bible already told us uh, in Matthew 13, 21 or so right there, 25, something like that, for the word's sake, because of the word. That's why tribulation comes, right? But tribulation, if you will not draw back from it, will produce perseverance. How many of y'all have muscles? Raise your hand if you have muscles. I didn't say big muscles, I just say you have muscles. That's everybody in, in your hand. Now, Chris, Chris Walker, I got to identify which Chris I'm talking about. There's a lot of Chris's in here. I guess all the Chris's here have muscles, I, you know, big muscles, I don't know. But I know Chris likes to work out. The only way to get those muscles to uh, be produced or to develop is to uh, work them out, right? And the weight that you put on that bar or whatever you click on the machine is the amount of resistance. Am I right about it? So if I'm a big guy like me and I put on a five pound setting, huh? I'm gonna just get leaner, get skinnier. Am I, that, that'll work for real, five pounds? Oh, sure, I was gonna say five pounds. Get... Talk to Barbara, okay, let me talk to Barbara. That, that won't work. Yeah, you'll get ripped. Uh, the truth is, a lower, a lower weight, you'll get ripped. Let's not get technical. This, this is kindergarten class right here, okay? So my point is, 
I need more resistance to build bigger muscle. And here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to, I heard, I read uh, Brother Copeland wrote this other day in the, in the Dana Devotional. You don't want to wait till a thief breaks in your house to go grab the barbells and start working out. If a thief is already in your house and you grab the barbells, it's too late. Best you can do is hit him with it. If you can pick it up. What you want to have already done or been doing is to already be working out. So when the strong man comes or when, when, the, when the thief comes, the enemy comes, you ought to have something built up. So that's why we don't run from tribulation. We glory in tribulations. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed the, that was a shouting moment right there. You don't run from it. You don't get depressed by it. It said glory in it. Oh, y'all, they don't want to hear on this side either. Come over here. You don't run and get depressed and get weary and quit and oh God me. You glory in it. I got a workout moment happening right here. I got a fitness moment happening right here. I'm about to watch God work. I'm about to use my faith. I'm about to pump some iron. I'm about to be built up in the Lord. I'm about to be built up in the Holy Ghost. My faith is about to get stronger. I glory in tribulations. Anybody going through tribulations? Well, you ought to get excited about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Tribulation produces perseverance. Now, remember, perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or, or in a delay in achieving success. So, tribulation produces that. Now, go back to 2 Timothy 3, please, verse 14. 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. This is a scripture we were in. But you must continue in the, in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you, whom you learned them. Now, I pointed out for our time's sake three things that he learned and has been assured of. Manner of life. So my manner of life, he said, continue in that. How you saw me live, he said, continue in that. He said, you saw my faith, you learned about my faith, continue in that. My perseverance, you saw how I stood and I didn't quit in the midst of trials and tribulations. He said, continue in that. Glory to God. Knowing from whom you have learned them. This, I'm going to say this. See, you... Praise God for YouTube. Praise God for YouTube. But on YouTube, all you get is somebody's uh, edited presentation. Y'all done missed what I said. You get somebody's edited presentation that they present on YouTube of their sermon. They took out all the stuff. They took stuff out. You get what they present you. You don't know their manner of life. <laughs> right. You don't know their faith. You don't know if they've done anything by faith. If it's been done all by the flesh, you have no clue. All you see is a lights, camera, action. All you see is all the stuff and you just think, oh, that's wonderful. It might be all by the flesh. You don't know. 
You don't know if they persevered through anything? But if you, if you let them teach you, then, then you, you don't have really any uh, foundation. You, you talked that, you said that last week when y'all were sharing that gift with us last week. You talked about the feet of those who preach the gospel, that foundation. See, if you don't have that, then you don't have a foundation. You're just going off somebody's. Presentation. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a media production. <laughs> I figured I better stop and nobody else smiling. Y'all like. So Paul learned, uh, Timothy, Timothy learned from Paul faith and perseverance. All right, now let's keep going here. Take a time. Put the word continue on the screen, please. Continue. Because they're supposed to continue the things which you have learned, he said. Continue in what you've learned. That word continue means to persist in an activity or a process. Got it? This is a review. So if you've been here, you have this already. If you don't have it, uh, go back and watch last week's and the week before and all that kind of good stuff. Then the word persist. Because continue means to persist. So we're talking about today persistent faith, right? Persist means to continue firmly or stubbornly in an opinion or course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. To continue firmly or stubbornly in an opinion or course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. Okay? Now, so what am I preaching about today? Persistent faith. All right, so persistent faith, based on what we have read, Persistent faith would be firm or stubborn belief and actions in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. It would be firm or stubborn belief and actions, because faith has to have actions, right? Faith without is being alone, right? So faith must have actions. I know you're in faith by your actions. Don't tell me you have faith and there's no actions. Got it? So faith, persistent faith then, is firm and stubborn belief and actions in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. Failure. Has anybody ever failed? I don't even mean feel like you failed. I mean you actually failed. <laughs> Every hand ought to be up in this place. Every hand and toe and pinky toe ought to be up because every one of us, we have failed at something or another or a few things. Many things we failed at. Because if we hadn't failed at whatever we tried, we probably would, we'd be farther, much farther off than we are today. Every one of us. If you, if you never felt anything, it's because you've never tried anything. That's the truth. If you've never failed, it's because you've never tried anything. But anybody who in here who's ever tried something, I can guarantee you, you've failed before. And chances are, it might happen again absent of perfect direction from the Holy Ghost 
and perfect obedience by me and by you. The only way to avoid failure is perfect direction from the Holy Ghost and perfect radical obedience from me and from you. That's worth it right there. That's worth it right now, right there. The only way to avoid failure in life is by perfect direction from the Holy Ghost and perfect obedience from me or from you. Radical obedience. Got it? Now, let's deal with this persistent faith in our last few minutes we got here. Persistent faith never draws back. It never draws back. That's good. I'm going to show you at least, I'm going to get into at least two scriptures today and that's it. Persistent faith never draws back. Persistent faith only intensifies in the face of difficulty, opposition, or failure. That's a lot to write down. You just catch it later. Persistent faith never draws back. It only intensifies in the face of opposition, difficulty, and failure. You hear what I said? It doesn't draw back. It doesn't diminish. It intensifies. One of the ways, second, uh, let me see, so the scripture just came to me, it's a second Corinthians, second Corinthians 13 verse 5. Y'all see it? Can you read it with me? Ready, read. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself, period. That's as far as I wanted to go. Examine yourself, see whether you're in the faith, whether, or whether you're in faith. Test yourselves. Now that's a double test. Double examination. Examine yourself, then get a second opinion. Do it again. Did y'all catch it? Now, he didn't say go to the doctor, let the doctor examine you, then go to another doctor, let another doctor examine you. You said you examine yourself about the faith and then test yourself. <laughs> He's saying you ought to double, at least, you know, people go take, you know, pregnancy tests and they, you do, do it one time. What, somebody laugh. You take a pregnancy test and, and you, you get a result and then you, now nah, I don't believe that, you go take it again. No, it ain't. Oh, my Lord, again. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> I've got news for you. <laughs> got a surprise, babe. As soon as you get home from work, I got something to tell you. Okay? So examine yourself. Test yourself. Now, how do you know you're in faith? Huh? Your actions follow. Your actions are supposed to prove where you are. So persistent faith, when you run into difficulty, opposition, or failure, you're not going to draw back. Because if you draw back, it says you were not in faith in the first place. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith is the assurance. It's a title deed. If, if, um, if Deke, 
you and Pauline, y'all going to go uh, and stay at the, uh, the Ritz-Carlton, right? You're going to go down there. It's the closest one to Sarasota, I think. You're going to stay in one of Sarasota. That sounds nice. Y'all do that. Go down and stay at Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> and uh, you, we will. You're going to insist on it now. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. My bad. Prophet is Okay? But before you go, you make a reservation. They give you a confirmation number. You go there to the hotel and you show up with your bags. You're ready to go. Hey, how you doing? Well, you don't show up with your bags. Your bags in the car because the bellman's going to meet you at the car. The valet's going to meet you at the car. You don't go park yourself at the Ritz. Park, trying to park at the cash and carry across the street. You're going to bring your bags. Don't, if you're going to stay at the Ritz, you're going to pull up, let the valet get your car, and you're going to let the bellman get your bags. Right? Okay, so you show up, and they get all the stuff, and you walk up to the front desk. How are you doing? We're the Lemons, and uh, we're here for our, uh, we have a suite for the weekend. And you give them, uh, we, don't, we don't see you, we don't, I'm sorry, we don't have a room. No, I'm sure we, we do. We, we booked it here uh, Sunday, uh, the 10th of November, Pastor said, so we booked it on the day. <laughs> we got our confirmation number. And so... And so uh, we know we have it. We got our number here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am, sir. We don't, we don't see anything. I have a confirmation. So what you going to do? Well, Paul, I guess we don't have it. Let's go on back. You might, she might say, oh, oh you better bring yourself. Better bring yourself back here, man. Now, men, come on, man. You know, men, we might be like, oh, man, maybe it didn't work out. Not them women. Women don't play. That's the reason God had the women get the jewels out of, out of Israel, out of Egypt, because the women don't back down. They going, uh-uh. It's going to be some room up in here for us. Your life has changed. You, woman in your life is, is see, it's, it's everything different. No, 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 no. No, we have a number. Now, before you got there, you didn't stay in the room, didn't see the room, didn't check the AC, didn't check the beds. You just, you just trusted that when you booked it, you had it. That's what faith looks like. When you really have faith, I don't have to see it. I know that I booked it. I booked it. I booked my house. I booked my car. I booked a spouse. I booked a child. I, I booked my healing. I booked my prosperity. I booked my. I booked it. Sir, how you gonna pay for that? Jesus paid it all on Calvary's cross. Already paid for by him. I just booked it. And so, when I face opposition or difficulty or perceived failure, I don't Back off from it. No, 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 no. No, no. The truth is, if they don't come clean real quick, you might start to get a little indignant. You might, you might look around, make sure there ain't no Christians around it. I don't see pastor, right? I don't see pastor. Hey, listen, mate. You can grab somebody, grab somebody by the collar. You better have my room. No, don't do that. 
Let me type it in, ma'am. You, okay, let me ask this. Let me ask this. Is your voice going to intensify? Is your eyebrow going to kind of furl a little bit? You're going to... Come on, talk about it. Is your countenance going to start changing a little bit? Because it came in all happy. Hi, how you doing? We're here to get our room. But now you're like, okay, hey, hey, hey. Listen. See, you're going to be persistent until... You get the key to your room. Persistent faith does not draw back. If God promised you a healing, you don't back off because a symptom showed up in your body. If God promised to supply your needs, you don't back off when all of a sudden there's no money in the bank. You say, hey, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have all my needs met. I'm supposed to have perfect healing in my body. I'm supposed to have a marriage made in heaven. I don't back off because there's difficulty, opposition, or failure. I'm going to remind myself of what God had said. I know that, that, that's not good English. That's not good English, all y'all English people over there. But what God had said, Latoya, I'm going to remind myself of what God said. You said in your word. So my faith has to be persistent. So I got to test myself. I got to examine myself to see am I still in the faith. Y'all got it? Now, let me hurry up here. If you want to manifest anything out of the kingdom, if you want to manifest anything out of the kingdom, if you want to manifest anything out of the kingdom, you must have persistent faith. Now let me just go back to something. Just when I said that something that came to me from Wednesday night, I share with you, and, and, and hopefully all y'all are mature for handle this. I showed, I sh- share with you the picture of how God has already given you everything that pertains to life in God. In His other words, the life that God has for you, it's already in you. And the the picture I saw was of a little girl. When a little girl is born as a newborn baby, she already has the same uh, material in her as her mama. Organs, okay, organs, parts. She has all the same parts as her mama. It's just her mamas are mature. And hers are not. But they're there. Got it? Hers is needed time to manifest. Got it? So the same thing applies with your kingdom inheritance, all the things God has promised you, that you already have them. You just need time for those things that are already in you to manifest as you mature. As you mature. Galatians 4 verse 1 says that the heir, as long as he's a child, is no different than a servant. Although he's the master of the whole estate. So when you're you're first starting on this thing, you ought to have everything that you could ever need. It's just you need time for them to start manifesting. Got it? Okay. So, let me say it again, what I just told you here. That if you want to manifest anything out of the kingdom of God, you must have persistent faith. Why? It's because you have a persistent adversary. <laughs> Anybody know you have a persistent adversary? Who's your adversary? The devil. The Bible says he goes about like a roaring lion. So, I have an adversary and he is persistent. 
Has anybody discovered he's persistent? The devil, he come against you, and then you fight him off by faith, and then you look up next week, here he comes again. And you, he tried to get you in one area of life, and it didn't work, and here he comes again in another area of your life. He gonna hit your finances, and you still praise God in your finances, and then he come against your body, and you, he come against your body, and you still praise God. He's gonna come against your uh, your 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 marriage. You praise God, you are gonna keep praising God. He gonna come against your job. He gonna he just gonna keep on come because he's persistent. He comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And he knows it takes some time for some of us to steal and kill and destroy. So even if you seem like for a little while you get a break, don't rest. Keep up your intensity because that joker's going to come back around. Okay? So everybody say, I have an adversary. Thank you, Lord. I'll say that. But you also have an advocate. Glory to God. Everybody say, I have an advocate. advocate. The Bible says Jesus Christ, the righteous, is our advocate. So an adversary works against you. An advocate works for you. As a matter of fact, an adversary works against you. An advocate works on your behalf. An advocate says, you just chill. I got it. I'll take care of it for you. I'm going to go to bat for you. So Jesus Christ goes to bat for you. He goes, goes to bat defending us. Got it? All right. So let's, let me give you uh, one, maybe two stories here real quick. Mark 5, same chapter. Both of them in the same chapter. To show you persistent faith here. Hallelujah. Mark 5. Thank you, sir. Mark 5, verse um, 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for how long? 12 years. And I suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Opposition, difficulty, failure. So she, got a, she has compound issues here, Joya. She got compound. First of all, she had an issue of blood. We don't know what caused that issue, but it's a major issue. And says she had it 12 years. So 12 years is a long time to be dealing with that hemorrhaging. Now, some of you may not be dealing with an issue of blood. You may have an issue of finances. You know, blood is, is circulation. In other words, blood... Uh, your body is a closed system. You're not supposed to lose blood. You're supposed to be circulating. You're not supposed to be losing money. You're supposed to be circulating. You understand? So whatever your issue is, and however long you had it, we're going to see how Jesus dealt with it, or how it's dealt with. A certain woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. She suffered many things from many physicians, so she's going to the doctors and suffering rather than being bettered. And she spent all she had. She spent how much? So not only does she have a a physical problem, now she has a major financial problem. Got it? And instead of being better, she's now worse. Now when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be 
made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Okay, now, I want you to look at, please, uh, the, the Passion Translation of starting at verse 27. Starting at verse 27, Passion Translation. Hallelujah. Y'all stick with me here. I know, I know if you like me, you feel a little uncomfortable here in the, in the room. The Passion Translation, you got that? 2027, 20, I think it is, where we said we're going to start. Hallelujah. The computer probably overheating. <laughs> computer says it. Yeah, see, the computer said, oh, hold on, I need a break. <laughs> Somebody got on your, you know, you got it. Wow. Uh, okay. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, <laughs> I got it. Whew. Thank you, sir. You got a large print. You got a... When she heard about Jesus' healing power, I need some healing power in my eyes for that, but I was like, no. She pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. Verse 28. For she kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. Okay, now how many of y'all ever heard this, that kind of phraseology? She kept saying. So we know when it says in King James, New King James, she said within herself, so she said to herself. It literally means from the Greek, she kept saying. She kept saying. She kept saying. She, now, this is an exercise of faith right here. In fact, we know later, later down in the verse, the Bible says Jesus told her, your faith has made you whole. So we know this is her faith being exercised. These are her faith actions. She pressed through the crowd. Go back. Can you get verse 20, 27 back up there? 27? 27. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did it freeze up again? When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd. That's a faith action. She pushed through the crowd. This is a faith action. A crowd that she's not supposed to be around. Because of her issue, she's supposed to be out there in a camp somewhere. Can't get around people. But persistent faith is inconsiderate of crowds, inconsiderate of rules, inconsiderate of protocol. She pushed through the crowd, the Bible says, and she came up from behind and touched his prayer shawl. She, he's a priest. She's not, she's not even supposed to touch him. But her faith, she's pushing past reason. She's become unreasonable in her faith. You know you're, remember we told you to examine your faith? Yeah. Test your faith? Yeah. You know you're in faith when you start doing things that seem and sound unreasonable. That's just, no. And people say, that don't make no sense. Yes, exactly. Praise God. When, you, when people tell you that that's unrealistic, you're in the right ballpark. But all that unrealistic and unreasonable means nothing if it's not, it's not matched by your actions. Now watch, verse 28, verse 28. For she kept saying to herself. Now again, she said, but it says here, for she kept saying. Why is that important, Ella Baker? 
Because she's facing difficulty and opposition. But she kept saying to herself. That means, think about it. She comes to that crowd. People recognize her. Hey, that's Irma. Irma, you ain't supposed to be here. Y'all missing that. Irma, what you doing here, girl? Unclean, unclean. She hearing unclean, unclean. But she kept saying to herself. She doesn't even bother responding to them. She kept, I'm showing you persistent faith. That in spite of the opposition, in spite of all the naysayers, people recognized her and called her out. But she, she has a single focus. Her eyes are on Jesus. She kept saying, if I can just touch him with his garment. You don't think she hears what everybody's saying? She pressed through a crowd. Sure, in that crowd, people know her. They're calling her out. Probably some of her family. Girl, you were supposed to be here. Take, take your butt back home. But she's saying, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. She's facing difficulty. With an issue, we just talked about people with thyroid issues, I think this morning. Wasn't that what it was? Thyroid, they weaken their flesh. With an issue of blood, anybody who's ever been anemic? Anybody ever dealt with anemic, anemia? With anemia, you're very uh, tired. You're very weak and very cold and all the things that go along with that. The doctors test you and say, you're anemic. Your blood count is low. Whatever it is that they're, they're going to say. This woman has been bleeding 12 years. You, you have no idea. You have no idea about how weak this woman is. No, y'all don't hear me. Y'all, you don't know. I mean, I, I've been weak. I've been weak. You feel like, oh, my God, I feel like I can't. But in perspective, 12 years of the Bible says worse, getting worse over 12 years. So it's probably bad 12 years ago. But it went from worse to worser. You understand? Bad to worse to worser. And worse, that ain't a real word, but you know it. But I mean, just I want you to imagine 12 years of this. In other words, not 12 years of up and down. This is 12 years of constant decline. By the time she hears about Jesus Christ, she's 12 years into this weakness issue, and it pro it's going to take every bit of strength she can muster up. Now, she has, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. She has, by this point, no physical strength. Y'all missed it. By this time, she has no physical strength, Andrew. But there's something that is powering her on the inside, and it is called persistent faith because her faith was being powered by her own words. She kept saying if I can just touch, if I can just touch, if I can just touch, if I can just touch. Now, she didn't say, 
Now, I know the theologians are going to tell me the hem of his garment because that's where the decisions the, the were, and we know the prophecy had been about the, the, the power be in the hem of his garment. But this woman, her, her stature, her position, was a position where she couldn't touch his beard if she wanted to. She couldn't touch his shoulders if, if she wanted to. She's literally dragging herself. She has no physical strength. She is dragging herself. The, all she can do is touch him of his garment. If only I could touch his clothes. I know I will be healed. She had persistent faith that would not quit from all the naysayers and would not quit because the role was difficult. And I don't know this afternoon that do you have enough faith to power you through all the difficulty? Do you have enough faith to power you through the opposition? Do you have enough faith to power you when this fails and that fails and that fails and you try this and that fails? Because if you're ever going to get your breakthrough, you're going to have to keep going. And what happened? She touched his garment. And she felt immediately in her body that she was made whole of that plague. End of story. Her story. But her story was in the middle of another story. Because the story goes that Jesus Christ had been approached by, name, by a man named Jairus, whose daughter was 12 years old. This woman had been sick 12 years, but his daughter was 12 years old. And the Bible says his daughter was sick, and she was sick to the point of death. And he said, Jesus Christ, will you please come and heal my daughter? And he said, yes, I'll come. While they're on the way. Now, that's his faith action. Jairus is a ruler of the synagogue. He's a ruler of the synagogue. Synagogue folk didn't do Jesus. But your faith has oppressed past all your orthodoxy. After all your religious dogma. We, that ain't how we do it. We pray for people at the end of service. <laughs> it don't matter how we do that. No, I got to get to Jesus Christ. And I don't care if all my, my religious folk put me out of church. So, you know... Elder Big, I was, uh, not Elder Big, Elder Jeff. I was telling you this a couple days ago, sometimes people's hardest issue uh, is they're stuck in church where their family is. The power's over there, but they're stuck with family. The victory's over there, but they're stuck with family. The breakthroughs and the miracles over there, the revelations over there, but they're stuck with family. Jairus had a choice. He could have stayed in the synagogue and let his daughter die. Or, you know what? Bump y'all. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. This, this, I, I can't prove I'm right in this, and you can prove I'm wrong, but this is my theory. My theory is his wife sent him. His, his wife, this is my, just my theory, Sister Stafford. My theory is she said, listen, bro, bump all your little, your little synagogue friends before I let my baby 
You better go find it. I heard about Jesus. You better go find Jesus. Because your synagogue friends ain't doing jack. I don't care. Close the synagogue down. We'll figure something else out. Go get Jesus for my baby. That's just, that's just my theory on it. See, these women have a little different... Remember, that, remember that, that woman, she had her daughter with serious effects with the devil? Her mama went. Hey, Jesus, help us. Her daddy didn't say nothing. Remember, remember the, the Shunammite woman? Had a little son. Got a gift from God. The son fell sick one day. The son went and said, Daddy, Daddy, my head hurt. Daddy said, go to your mama. Go to your mama. The mama said, I'm going to get the prophet. <laughs> By that time, she didn't tell her husband what's going on. He, just, he... So, that's just my theory. So, Jairus finds Jesus, right? I'm, I'm about to finish right here. So, Jairus finds Jesus, and Jesus says, okay, I will come. I will come and heal him. As they're going, while they're going in their, this great throng of people, they're going to follow Jesus and Jairus to Jairus' house. They want to they see this action. They really just being nosy. Because if there was that much power around Jesus Christ, everybody should have been getting healed. They're just being nosy. So they're following Jesus Christ and Jairus on the way to Jairus' house. And on the way, that's when this woman with this blood who for 12 years, she's, she's, she sees the crowd going. So there he is. And she's crawling. She crawls persistently and gets her miracle. Well, in the time it took, while he, she paused the parade for her miracle, she, you understand? She stalled the parade for her miracle. In that time, here comes one of Jairus' servants. Go, go down to verse uh, about 31 or so. 31 or somewhere. 32. I'm going to keep going until I find it. 33. I'm going to keep going until I find it. 34. 35. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and before he had finished speaking, people arrived from Jairus' house and pushed through the crowd to give Jairus the news. No, they didn't press to get to Jesus Christ for the healing. They pressed to give, him the, give Jairus the news. There's no need or trouble to master no longer. Your daughter has died. They pressed through for that kind of news. Now, Jairus is happy. He's walking with Jesus. Prayer is going to get my miracle. Going to get my miracle. This lady comes. Now, you know, Jairus probably gets a little antsy about this lady, you know. Come on, get your little miracle now. Come on now. Come on, get your little breakthrough. This is your. Come on now. Get your little thing. Come on now. Keep on going. You're through? All right. But before he finishes speaking, they're about to take the next step, and they come and say, it's too late. She's died. Now, faith got him to Jesus. But now comes the examination. Now comes the test. When you hear bad news, what are you going to do? When you hear about failure now, what are you going to do? When you hear, I didn't get the job. Are you going to quit and say, well, I guess it wasn't for me? No, that's just, just 
Now you sowed a seed and everything. I said you sowed a seed and everything, and now you're just going to say that, guess that wasn't my job? When you sowed a seed, you just bought yourself a job. You just going to leave a job like let somebody else have your harvest? I guess that wasn't God's plan. You mean just that quick? You going to give all that just like that? It's too late. The daughter's died. Verse 36. Now watch your Savior. But Jesus refused to listen to what to what they were told and said to Jewish official, that's Jairus, don't yield to fear. All you need to do is what? Keep on. In other words, Jairus, don't back off of this thing. It's working, Jairus. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm on the way. Oh, that boy, just something just shot through me on that. I tell you, Jesus Christ told me to tell you this now. He's on the way. Don't back off your belief. Don't back off your faith. He told me to tell you he's on the way. How far somebody tell him he's on the way? Boy, something shot right through me from the head to my toe. Ah, shucks. My God, he's on the way. I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what you're expecting. I don't know what you're praying for. But God told me to tell you he is on the way. Keep on believing. It don't matter what news you, you got. It don't matter what you've been told. It don't matter what you heard. Go back to your believing. Keep on believing. The moment you reached out, Jairus, and solicited Jesus' help, you locked into him. He locked into you. He's on the way. And the only issue, Jairus, was I was delayed on somebody else's miracle. Y'all missed it. So Jairus, don't get discouraged and disappointed while I'm working on somebody else's miracle. That didn't mean I forgot yours. As a matter of fact, Jairus, when you saw somebody else's miracle, it should have encouraged you. Has anybody seen God move in somebody else's life? That means he's on the way to your house. He's coming to your family. He's coming to your business. He's coming to your ministry. He's coming to your finances. God, he said, I'm on the way. Tell my people, I'm on the way. delayed a little bit now what happened with, with the delay of the baker was the situation got worse the woman with the issue of blood 12 years it got worse Jairus's daughter was sick and she got worse now you gotta see you go oh God you got you gotta you gotta see the the, 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 the orchestration of the Holy Ghost because he puts this story in here of a woman who was um, uh, sick 12 years and got worse. 12 years. Then a 12-year-old girl who 
got worse to the point of death. Now, 12 is the biblical number of government. Of spiritual administration. So for one, for, for, for the woman with this, your blood, she saw the gifts of healings in operation by her faith. The little girl, they saw the working of miracles in operation. It's all the government of God. I hear, I hear this. From now on, the only government help you get is God's government. I don't know who that's for, but from this day forward, the only government help you look for is the government of God. His apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors, his teachers, the working of miracles, the gift of faith, gifts of healings, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. That's the only government help you need from now on. So he simply got delayed, Deacon Mac, on one person's miracle. So if you see anybody else with a miracle, you ought to rejoice and be exceedingly glad for the great things he's done for them and for the great thing that's on his way to your house. Jesus. Jesus says, Jairus, don't stop. The news came to make Jairus stop. Yes, Jesus said, come on. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Jesus said, come on. Your faith, gonna, your faith must come on. Today, the Lord came to snatch you out of story. Snatch you out of fear. Snatch you out of doubt. And he says, come on. I'm still going to your house. I'm still going to work your miracle. I'm still going to bless you. I'm still going to take care of you. Go back to verse 36, 35. 35. People from Jairus' house they pushed through and gave him bad news. Now, Jairus is a ruler of the synagogue. In the synagogue, they were religious. Those in his house, all they knew was religion. They didn't know power. But once Jairus connected to power, when they heard the bad, Jesus and Jairus heard the bad news, power trumped religion. Power overruled religion. Religion said it's done. Religion said it's finished. Religion said it's too late. That's why you don't want to be stuck in a religious church around religious people because they'll always, they'll always funeralize your dreams. They'll always funeralize your vision. They'll always funeralize your business. They'll always funeralize your marriage. They won't come and say, no, baby, the power of God is strong enough to overcome that difficulty, to overcome that opposition, to overcome that failure. Verse 36, Jesus said, no, hey, listen, listen, Jairus. Don't yield, don't yield, don't yield. I see fear coming, don't yield to it. 
I see fear trying to get on you. He saw it. Don't yield to it. Don't give in. He said, no, all you need, is to, need to do is keep on believing. Persistent faith. Let's just finish the story. Go to verse 37. 37. So they left, the, left for his home. Jesus didn't allow anyone to go with them. He didn't allow the folk who were talking about it's too late. Don't take anybody with you except believers. Only surround your, yourself with persistent faith people. Thirty-eight. When they arrived at the home of the synagogue ruler, they encountered a noisy uproar among the people, for they were all weeping and wailing because they were funeralizing the little girl. Verse thirty-nine. That's what religion does. Religion say, "Well, you got stage four cancer. Just start preparing." Upon entering home, Jesus said to them, "While this grief and weeping, don't you know the girl is not dead, but merely asleep?" <laughs> and they start laughing at him. Look at verse next verse. Everyone began to ridicule him and make fun of him. Y'all missed that. Has anybody been made fun of? Has anybody faced your family and friends ridiculing you for what you believe? Well, you're in good company. Then he took the child's father and mother. His three disciples went into the room where the girl was lying. Keep going, verse 41. He tenderly clasped the child's hand in his hand in his, his and said to her in Aramaic, Talitha Kumi, uh, this is another translation, Talitha Kumi, which means little girl, wake up from the sleep of death. Verse 42. Instantly, the 12-year-old girl government been restored. Sat up. Stood to her feet, started walking around the room. Get ready for your vision to start walking. Get ready for that dead marriage to start back walking and functioning like it's supposed to. Everyone was overcome with astonishment in seeing this miracle. I mean, all the ones who even were laughing and ridiculing, when they saw that miracle, Patricia, they said, Girl, I didn't think it was no chance of that. Bro, I thought that was over. No, when they see your miracle. But this is the only way you get there is persistent faith. You got you to gotta stick with it. You got with it. Stand to your feet. I know, I know that many of you, if not most of you, if not all of us, are facing opposition, difficulty, and what looks like failure. The Bible says, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. It's common. This, you're going to face stuff. But this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So when your faith is persistent, then it's going to barrel through the opposition, the failure, the difficulty. And it won't let you quit. Now I'm gonna help somebody. I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help three people right here. Media, do me a favor, throw the word continue back on the screen for me, please. Continue, because I'm gonna deal with people who 
You say, well, Pastor, I'm not, I already quit. No, that's, does that continue? Go back to the original one I gave y'all. I gave y'all the full definition of continue. Yeah. Yeah, I gave y'all the full definition of, of continue. See, they, they took my update one off my notes. To persist in activity or process, but this for the rest, this for the three people in here, to recommence or resume after interruption. So if you have quit, you ain't the only one who quit. A lot of folk quit. You just have different degrees of quitness. Come on, truth be told, some of y'all, we just have different degrees of quitness. Some of y'all, you quit praying like you're supposed to. Some quit praying, quit reading the word. Some quit going to church. Some quit God. See, it's just varying degrees of, but it's all quitting. Or some of y'all just, I just, I just quit praying about that. Now you come Wednesday, I'm going to deal Wednesday with persistent prayer. You just, you quit praying about it. You just forgot, well, maybe that's just. You go, I dare you to come back Wednesday night. I'm going to show you that. The good news, Thomas, is that we can all recommence or resume after interruption. Now, I want to admit this, that it sounds like the last four messages I've been saying the same thing over and over and over again. But that redundancy is intended to drive this point home that, that you are this close. I mean, you are, you are this close. You are right there. And it's just a matter of, of moments. You ever heard the phrase, any moment now? You know, somebody, they, they hit nine months pregnancy, nine months. You know, seven months, they ain't too th much thinking about it. Eight months, they, you know, just praise the Lord, they start getting ready. But when they hit about 39, 38, 39, hit about 40, like, any moment now, they kind of careful what they do. Like, ooh, I can't, you know, because any moment now. You know, when a woman's pregnant like that and she say, any moment now, I really don't want to be around because I don't be the one, oh, my God, you know, you look I'm not that guy. I mean, not, not my wife, yeah, but I mean, nobody else's wife. I don't know if you're... <laughs> what I'm saying is, your miracle manifestation, and I don't just mean, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't just mean a thing. I'm talking about a shift in your manner of life. There's a shift in your manner of life through your faith and your perseverance. You're about to enter into the kingdom of God, a kingdom of God manner of life. <laughs> Elder, Elder Jeff, it's surreal, ain't it? Uh, Jeff got a testimony they about, about to hit. It's surreal. If you just 
Dare I say, follow what we're telling you. As long as it correlates with scripture. If we say anything, don't line up with scripture, then please, please avoid that. Don't listen to a word we say. But if it lines with scripture, follow it. And I guarantee you, if you persist. I only have what I have, can do what I do, blase, 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 all that junk because of persistence. Not that I'm so special or not that I'm just so different. Thank you. Who said I was special? Oh, bless you. You're so special too. Okay. You meant that in a good way, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> we want to make sure. Then, then I did too. <laughs> Listen. When, when I said that and the Holy Ghost shot through me about Jesus is on the way, I kid you not, I mean, it's like a lightning bolt. From, I could feel it in my shoulders down to my feet. So that word is for you. That he is on his way. And it might feel like it's been delayed, but he is on the way. To touch your situation. To touch you. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And it doesn't matter if it's been 12 years bad or if it's over one touch from the master will change everything hallelujah everybody lift your hands today I want you just for a moment to put in, in your mind your issue like that woman had issue of blood or your 12 year your your Gyrus situation. It may be different for all of us. I'm sure it is. Many of you, it may be in your finances. Many of you, it may be in your physical body. Many of you, it may be your marriage or something about your children. Whatever. You've been disappointed. You feel, you may feel like a failure. I've been there. I've been there. Oh my God, I've been there. I, I, yeah, I was just about to say, babe, uh, I can't tell you the number of times as a husband and a father, I battle with the feeling of a, being a failure. And I'm sure you guys may, uh, hopefully you've never felt that, but I can tell you I have experienced that more times when things my wife or my children needed and I couldn't, couldn't make it happen. And things that they wanted, they desired. And I had no clue of how to make it happen. When you go through that, you feel as a man, a real man, if you're a real man, if you're a real man, yeah, you feel like, oh my God, look at my failure. And, and when that happens, I'm just, I'm just going to be truthful with you. When that happens, it's not just fear that comes on you, but the demon of depression. I'm just going to be frank and honest with you. As, uh, 
of how the devil tries to attack you, um, he taught, he, this is how he attacked me over and over again. And if not for the residue of faith on the inside to help me persist, I guarantee you I would probably be worse than just not be married anymore. I wouldn't be walking with God anymore if I were still on this planet. Because because I'm just telling you the, the degree of the thoughts that the enemy attacks you with as a man. Okay? But don't yield to fear, he says. Just keep on believing. Now, I'm sure you ladies, you have your own issues. There's all kind of things that you have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to have to watch that. Yeah, as a wife, or as a, you know, to watch, deal with, you don't know why your husband's depressed. You don't know why he's solemn. I'm just telling you. But the good news of the day, Jesus said, tell him I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. And it's not too late. Remember that, Pastor Kim, the Lord told you that one day? It's never too late and it's never too far gone. Nothing's ever too far gone. It's never too late. So, Father, today I pray for these, your precious people. You know every situation, every circumstance that they're dealing with, every issue, you know every, every uh, issue of blood or issue of finances, issue of marriage, issue of emotions, whatever they're dealing with. You also know every gyro situation, Father, where it's bad often. In fact, they may have been told that it's too late, it's over. But God, today I, I know when you quicken me in that word, Jesus said he's on the way. Father, I pray that in this place that faith rises. In Jesus' name. That faith begins to be amplified. That faith gets built up like those muscles. That as we hear your word, as we receive your word, that our faith grows exceedingly. I pray for every husband and every father, every wife, and every mother. I pray for every, uh, every business owner, Lord, that's felt, felt like they were, they're a failure. I pray for every one in the ministry who's felt like they're a failure. I pray for every person, Father, every person who's, Lord, been looking for a job and felt like they're a failure, God. Everything, Lord, for every door that's been closed in their faces, Father, I pray, Father, for strength to rise and faith to rise now in Jesus' name. That God, even if they have exhausted all natural strength, even if they have exhausted every natural resources, there's no more money to do it. No, they've come to the end of their rope. Nothing in this natural realm to fix whatever they're dealing with. I thank you now that at the end of every rope, here you are. Here you are. Saying, just let go, I got you. That God, that when we let go of every worldly hope, and we grab a hold of that heavenly hope that, God, we can experience the victory that comes through our faith. God, I thank you that, God, that we shall hear momentarily testimonies of 
things being raised up, situations being turned around, deliverance being wrought, victories being won for your people, that every testimony, Lord, will get greater and greater and greater, that, Lord, every round for us will go higher and higher and higher. As we go through that circle of faith, God, every time we go through an experience, God, we'll get stronger and stronger and stronger, oh God, that our hopes will grow. And our faith will grow, Father. Our patience will grow, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, that we'll stand the test of tribulation, Lord. We'll persevere, Lord, and have great experience over and over and over again. Now, I pray that your people will continue to be blessed and that our manifestation will be a testimony to somebody else that Jesus Christ is on the way for them as well. We give you praise and glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Give God a praise today if you receive that word. Hallelujah.